for us. And I'm just going to reach out to him. I just have had such a bubbling over in my spirit out of his goodness and mercy and grace. I can just see it. His grace. I just can't get past it. That grace has just been so in my spirit. And I want us to get our minds and our hearts together this morning and pull in together because I'm telling you what we all know. Many of us know, maybe some haven't experienced yet. It does not matter what you're going through. God's still God. He is faithful. He is faithful and He's with you right in the midst of the fire. He chooses us in the furnace of affliction and we're baptized by fire, if you will. I mean, we absolutely are. So He's with you. Every one of us is facing something. And if you're not facing it right yet, hang on. Because if you're going to be His, you're going to be facing it and you got to walk it out every one of us every last one of us so I can shout in the fire because I have been hallelujah don't you love it when God puts you in a place and just and you just feel that spirit of him come up within you and you're like I have joy I have peace and I got a storm raging around me but I got joy I got peace and it only comes from him I want us to be excited in him today and I want us to cast all our care. I don't have to try to pump you up in your emotion because he should be enough to lift you up within your spirit. So I want you to reach inside this morning. And I want us to do what the Word says and cast all of our care upon him. For this little bit, if you can't do it all day, let's make a pact with each other right now that we'll do it for a little while. We'll do it till we have the last amen of the service. So just take a second and run through your mind of all the junk you're dealing with. All the junk the devil's thrown at you. Family. Physical. Financial. Come on, y'all hang with me. Aggravation. Insults. Work. Come on. Fear. ISIS. Whatever's on your plate, but most of us, it's much more local than ISIS. It's in our own homes, our own loved ones that aggravate the daylight set of us, and we just want to say, get your heart right. Just let God change you. No, we're fixing to deal with it. That whole list we just made, now, cast it. Cast it away. Cast that care on him. And let's lift up that name of Jesus this morning. I love you, Jesus. God, I worship you this morning. I lift you up. You're the name above every name, Lord. All my hope rests in you. All my peace rests in you, God. I don't know what the next minute is going to hold, but I know, Jesus. I know you're the author and you're the finisher of my faith. You're going to perfect that which concerns each one of us. Lord, we've done according to your word. Lord, if we cast all our care upon you, Lord, and we discipline our minds and we set our focus on you. We set our focus on the price that you paid for our lives, Jesus, that we could live in peace. Lord, that we can live in peace. We can have that in our lives, Lord, that our, we know, God, that you purchased that price of salvation for us, Jesus, and we're going to spend this time right now focusing on you, Jesus. Oh, think of the most beautiful thing you have of Jesus. Just think of it. Whatever your favorite thought is and dwell on that. Oh, we lift you up, Jesus. Lord, I could just see you, God. I see so many things about you, Jesus. 
Oh, God, I see your compassion. Jesus, I see you coming out and seeing that poor widow woman with her only son coming down the street dead. Lord, how she must have felt. And you're, I feel that compassion in your heart. Oh, Jesus, that you just had a heart for that woman. Oh, and you just went right over. You didn't wait. You went right over. And you touched that funeral. And he raised up. You touched that casket. Oh, God, you're so compassionate. Lord, and then there's Jairus' daughter. Lord, I see it. I see it. They came and told you about him. And you just, you said, don't, I'm coming. I'm coming. And you went and you raised up that daughter. Oh, God, so many things, Jesus. So many things I can see you doing. Lord, I hear one of my favorites, Jesus, blind Bartimaeus. Lord, I hear him hollering. And you got all these people just pressing you. Jesus, I need that. Jesus, I need this. Jesus, I need that. You got all this stuff. And then you hear Bartimaeus, son of David. You hear that cry. And you stopped and you listened. You had mercy on him. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Jesus, I know there's prayers being lifted up to you all over this world today. But I know that you have stopped right here. I know, Jesus, all of your attention is right here on us, right here today. And we're making our petition And our request known to you today. God, we come before you, Jesus. We bow down. We humble ourselves before you. And we ask for your continued blessing, your continued mercy and grace on our lives. Father, forgive us of our sins. Oh, God, forgive us of our sins. Lord, help our shortcomings, Lord. Help us today. Oh, help us to reverence you and honor you. Help us to be able to yield to your spirit and the working of your spirit. I love you, Jesus. Oh, God, I feel you ministering. Oh, hallelujah. Just Now just relax into him. We put forth that effort in that fervent prayer and that fiery prayer, and we pressed our way, and you know he stopped. And I'm telling y'all, he's looking right down on us. He stood still to hear our petition today. Make your petition known to him. Oh, God, just relax into him and let him minister to us. Let him minister to us. Oh, hallelujah. Let your spirit commune with him for a minute. Oh, God, I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for this day. God, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. God, I praise you for it, Lord. I know there's people that want to be in the house of God today, and they can't. Lord, and I thank you that you made the way that we could gather together, Lord, and gain strength from the body. I love you today. God, I love you today. Give us your wisdom. God, give us your wisdom. Order our steps. God, let us lift you up and let us receive from you. God, I need more. I need more of you. Oh, I love you. Hallelujah. Do you love him this morning? Hallelujah. Do you feel that sweet, sweet presence of the Lord? I feel that sweet, sweet ministering presence of the Lord. There's nothing that can touch us. 
Hallelujah. I'm just going to wait a couple more minutes here and let's just see what the Spirit of God's going to do. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I love you. God, I love you so much, Jesus. Do you ever just tell him that? Do you? You know, if you got a spouse you tell, or a child, you tell him. You look him eyeball to eyeball and say, I love you. I do that with the Lord. I just can't help but love him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I guess I just had such a stir in my spirit this morning. I couldn't help it. I wanted to get up and share it. I just bubbling over with his grace and his goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to wait a little longer. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift your heart to him. Doesn't have to be loud. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for that presence. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He, there is victory in Jesus. It's just victory in Jesus. We sing that song, but it's, you know, I guess it's sometimes you sing it and you just don't even think about the words, but they're really, that's where our victory is, is in him. I'm not going to tarry this morning. Not sure exactly how the Lord's going to lead. I don't know who's going to, if he's going to have us move on to somebody else or just pastor. I don't know. I'm going to share some things the Lord put in my spirit so strongly and you know, I guess, Sister Susie, sometimes you pray for, you wish you had gifts, abilities, you know, that you see others have. And so many times I wish it would have been so convenient and handy if I could have just been able to sing and play and do as much as we're out in ministry and such. But, you know, God didn't gift me that way, so I've got other things. <laughs> but it just, sometimes in my own self, I'll sing and praise Him because I love Him and I have felt such a reality of the presence of God the last few weeks. And so I'm saying this to encourage. I, I think I know what pastor's going to minister on this morning. Lord could change it, but I feel like this probably could be where he's going. If not, whatever's still going to be right. It <laughs> doesn't matter. But the Lord has so stirred me and stirred in my spirit about prayer. And he has a pastor as well. And um, y'all have heard me tell many years ago, the Lord dealt with me and he told me to go back to what I know works, and that's the way I was taught with prayer and, and reading the Word and standing on the Word, and we recently had a situation I've been dealing with with a loved one, and you know, every time a trial comes, it's different. I have learned that. When a trial comes, don't be trying to fight this battle like you fought the last one, because God's not a, he doesn't need a do-over unless you need a do-over. If you need a do-over and he wants you to practice that skill again, he'll He'll bring you another trial so you'll learn to fight a certain way. So it was, this was a very similar trial. And at first I started attacking it like I did. And then I was like, oh, no, this ain't going to work. I know God better than that. <laughs> He's trying to teach me something different. So I had to wait. I had to wait. Do you know, it took two weeks before I got the mind of God in the situation. And there was so much waiting. And then I realized waiting is part of it. There was nothing I could do. All of the circumstances were out of my hands, but I could not get any plan in prayer. And I was really, I don't, it's very unsettling to me 
And I kept waiting. And I think of the story Sister Susie told about the her grandmother, I think it was, the hunting dog, and they'd just be hold. And I think she gave that little demonstration that day, like, hold, and that foot just be quivering. Just be, you know, but it wouldn't have done me any good to jump up and pray because I didn't know what to pray. I could have tore heaven down and, whoo, felt good about myself, been sweaty and hoarse, but nothing would have been done in the spirit. So I had to wait. And it's very troubling. I felt like, ah, this thing's going downhill so fast. <laughs> Can't we pull the brake? No. <laughs> he wants it wide open. <laughs> Hair blowing back and everything. And so I waited. And then I'm sitting in the waiting room. I mean, this was one deal anyway. We all have them. So this, my life is no different than yours. We all have them in any area. So this was my area. This is where God chose to get me. And I'm sitting there and then in the waiting room, he just, bam, dropped it right in me, gave me the answer. He said, God's trying to kill him. I know y'all say, well, duh, don't, well, duh me. Don't do that. Every one of us has been in a trial. And even when somebody's sick, you don't always know. Or if you don't, you'll learn one day. You don't always just instantly pray for healing because there might be something God's working there. You don't just snatch somebody out of a trial and out of a fire. Might be something they're trying to work, right? So I've been waiting for the mind of God. Bam! Said it right there. And I said, and I looked at the other person I said, Oh, no, we're going to pray right here, right now. God, and devil just, God told me the devil's trying to kill him. I said, we better stop to this thing right now. Buddy, I started, we just bound together. Any two, I started snatching those scriptures. We know the word of God. You, you don't have to quote it by King James. What you got to know is what it means. The devil knows what it means. If any two agrees teaching any one thing, I'll do it. Take that scripture. Whether two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. When God tells me if I ask anything according to his will, he'll do it. And I knew I asked according to his will. I didn't ask amiss, consuming upon my lust. I asked according to his will. He had to do it. God, stop that thing. God, stop that thing. And then it began a revelation of the call of God. And I realized it's a kingdom fight. Do you realize that? It's a kingdom fight. You better get in and fight. We know, you know, there's salvation and then there's that kingdom and when God shows you that kingdom call, you better get in and fight for it. And I saw, I related a few months back, I had a loved one that passed and it grieved my spirit so because I saw the loss of the kingdom when that soul passed. It wasn't that I was missing that person, and I, but I knew the kingdom suffered a loss. And when God showed me that kingdom call in this situation, a whole new level of fight came in. And I realized all those scriptures, all these things pastors been teaching and preaching. The kingdom of God suffers violence. You know, when Jesus was born, there's a lot of little kids that got killed. But the promise didn't get killed. There was a lot of collateral damage. There was a lot of violence. A lot of bad things happened, but the promise was kept. And I said, you devil out of hell. You have come with violence against the kingdom of God. Shame on you. Shame on you because it's not happening. Brother Donald, you better get in the gap for Josh. Do you hear me? 
You are the head of your home. You better get in the gap and get a plan to fight for him. He is a kingdom child. You better fight for him. You understand? I mean it. I would never talk to you like that, but I'm telling you, Sister Deborah, y'all better get a game plan, and y'all better fight for Josh. You better fight for him. If not now, when? Tell me when's going to be the right day to get down in prayer. Tell me. What, when he's in a car wreck, laying up in a hospital? Now's the time to pray. I'm going to tell you, the hand of God spared my loved one yesterday. Ever since I, I, that, I'm telling you, that devil has, I saw it. This one I'd been praying for, that he just gave me that vision for, and I'd been praying for. And I, he fell, and things happened, and, you know, I had to work through it. You had to work through the crisis, right? Trauma happens, it's like a car wreck, whatever. You've got to get through the crisis, and then you're like, mm-hmm, I saw what you tried to do, you old devil, but guess what? God's hand kept him. Didn't break a bone, didn't crack a head, didn't break a hip, didn't nothing. Got Different things going on, nothing. Just a little skin abrasion. Hallelujah, that'll heal. A little ice pack and you'll be fine. My husband fell off the roof, broke his back. But you know what? He was all right. He was all right. Look at your life. Look at your life. It was hell, but you're all right. What you went through. Look at your life. You're still standing. Look at it. You're still standing. We got much to praise him for. We got to get in the fight. We got, I am so encouraged. You wouldn't believe what I've been through the last few weeks, but my spirit man is on the mountaintop because I got a word from God. Get in prayer and get a word from God. The word for your situation and fight. Where the devil's hide out. Beat him up one side and down the other. He is already defeated. He's just hanging on because we let him. But if I beat him severely about the head and shoulders, he's going to have to let go. He has to. By the word of God, he has to. It's time for us to stand up and take our rightful place in the kingdom of heaven. It's time. I've gone to warfare and fight over my family like never before, Sister Pat. I'm telling you, I'm not telling you, Brother Donald, something I ain't. God hadn't already told me and I've got in my own self. And I've got in my family and I've stood in the gap because who's going to? Who's going to do it if I don't do it? I'm not leaving the fight to somebody else. Something I care about, I'm going to fight for it my own self. Let somebody else fight their stuff, and I'm fighting for my family myself. And God gave me a dream. I, oh, I don't know, I forgot now. I've had so much going on, but in the last few weeks. And I saw a troublemaker in my family. Saw a troublemaker. They opened their mouth, caused division. And I put a stop to it. Something rose up and I know what that something it was. The spirit of God. And I don't believe it's just me. I believe it's the time. I stood up and I called them all together. I said, y'all get in here now. My meanest mama voice. You know how we can get that mama voice. That's it. You know how we do with our kids. Call them by their all three names. John Christopher Metter, you better get yourself in here right now. And you sit down and don't you say a word. We know that voice. Called them all. They better get. They came in. They lined up. They sat down, and I dressed them down accordingly. 
You caused a problem. You caused division. And I called them out on it. And I said, and it stops today. That's the Spirit of God. That wasn't me. That was the Spirit of God showing He's setting our home in order. I don't believe it was just for me. I believe every one of us that has the Spirit of God in us that hears this word that I'm telling you today, I believe you can take it and you can take it. My husband didn't do it. It was Well, it was my siblings and my children, but it was our children. I did it. Maybe it's you. Stand up and get your axe handle and set it in order. Let the Spirit of God in you set your home in order. Sister Pat, start taking your home. Take your home every day. You tell the devil he's a liar. Every day you tell him. And I'm going to join with you. And I'm going to tell him he's a liar. And you take your home. You take it. The devil's come in. He's a thief. And he comes to steal. He comes to kill. And he's come to destroy, and he's buffaloed us, and he's made us think that we got to live in homes that aren't peaceful. He, he's made us think that God's trying our patience, and we got to live like this. God can find another way to try us. I'm saying he's an old stinking devil that gets in old people's old ugly hearts. And I'm saying I call those things that be not as though they were. I call that old evil, ugly heart. I call it out. And I replace it in the name of Jesus Christ with a fleshy heart that's sensitive to the Spirit of God. Now, that's up to you whether you want to pray it or not, but I'm praying it. I'm praying it so you can laugh and scoff, but I'm praying it. And I'm claiming it for my family, and I call each member. And that's what I'm saying. Yo, devil, you've been in there long enough. You've been calling the shots. You backed us all in a corner. Don't you felt like you've been backed in a corner? Yeah, you backed in a corner. Well, I don't like it. I've had enough. The Spirit of God, my big brother, big brother said enough. And he stood up and said, that's enough. And now we're taking it and we're going to take it by force. We are equipped. We are well equipped to fight this fight. We are strong enough to fight this fight. We do have it in us to fight this fight. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You find your situation and you nail the devil down that's causing it. Are you with me today? Is this making any sense? Is it triggering something within you to say, I think I'm going to look at this situation again. I am tired of being backed in the corner and feeling like i got to tiptoe around on eggshells so scared to death I'm going to upset a devil because I don't want to hear about it. You know what? He better quit tiptoe. He better start tiptoeing around me because he's going to hear about it. He better not set me off. He'll hear about it. He better not provoke me. Or I'll be saying, you better sit down right here in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you to be quiet. You take your old contrary nature out of this house. You quit your old back talk. That ain't nothing but rebellion. I bind you, old spirit of rebellion. You get out of my home. You hear that? Bind up a spirit of rebellion and get it out of your spirit and get it out of your home. Take a stand. That old ornery nature, your ornery devil, you get out of here. Take a stand. Better not set me off, devil. Oh, I might not do it to somebody's face. I'm going to go in my closet. 
And I'm going to start tearing it down in the spirit and say, you old devil, you're a liar. I ain't got to get in somebody's face. I got to get in the devil's face. I don't have to get in a person's face. Get in the devil's face and give the devil what for. And then when you come out, this person's nature has changed. They don't even know it. They don't even know the change has come. The joke's on them. They don't even know they yielded to the Spirit of God. The joke's on them. That they thought the devil was running the show. They thought the devil was running their heart. Guess what? No. The God of heaven is. Because that's my home. And that's my family. And that's my territory. If I can't have my family, then what? I'm going to be a testimony and a witness in my family. And I'm gaining it for the kingdom. I've got a whole other folk I'm praying for. I'm not abandoning my position in the church. I'm just telling you, sometimes we don't want to pray for our family because we put out with them. Well, like myself, I won't blame it on anybody else. I've labored harder for people in church than I have my own family. God's changed that. I'm going to labor. My family goes deep and wide. I'm not just talking about my kids. I've got nephews, nieces, cousins. No, they, they got nobody praying for them. Nobody. That's a shame. But God showed them to me in that dream. That's my job. He told me, y'all remember me testifying this summer when the Lord told me to enlarge the borders of my tent. He gave me Isaiah 54. At that particular time, it was two particular family members. Well, since then, he's been enlarging that border a whole lot more. He's pulled a whole lot more people up under my tent. It's my job to pray for him. And I love it. He, account, he thought I was, how about that, Sister Susie? He, he thought we were worthy. He thought we, he thought we had it in us. Isn't that something? I thank him for the load. I thank him for the load. I do. Because it's his grace anyway. It's his grace that's sufficient. It's him that strengthens us. So I thank him for that load. Yeah, it's hard. I get tired. Sure. That old body, that's just an old body. That my spirit might get tired. Well, that's time. That means you you need a little more communion time. Time to have a little face time with Jesus. Get that strength. So I want you to be encouraged today. Take this thing. Take your home. Take your family. Take it. It's ours. I believe it's a because it's the time. I believe the Lord's... I just believe it's the right time. Timing is everything. Fight that fight. Don't let the devil tell you. Y'all ain't got to live with that garbage in your home. Take You do it in the spirit. Y'all get together and you pray. You bind the rebellion. You bind it. You can call some of them by name. Bind that smart mouth. Bind that spirit of contention. Bind that witchcraft. Whatever it is, bind it. And you'll see a change. I say it by the Spirit of God. You'll see a change. I see a change. And I'm going to keep seeing a change. So I was bubbling over this morning. I wanted to share that because I want my brothers and sisters to be encouraged. I can't stand the devil picking on people. I can't stand it. Makes me mad. So we're going to fight together. You get enough praying with your family, pick up your church members. Pick them up. Let's labor with Sister Pat. 
Let's labor together. Benefits the kingdom. Let's labor together. Let's pray one for another. If your shoulders are stronger and broader, you carry some more then. You know, pick up a load. It's time to take this thing. It's time to be about the Father's business, and that's not always out here in the highways and the hedges. Sometimes we got, man, I could name out harlots, prostitutes, drunkards. I got a whole long list in my family. So I think that's be the heathen. I got heathen in my family. How about that? I got unbelievers. I got people who don't even believe in God. That's heathen. Now, isn't it? You think about it. I got them in my, I got them in my own blood. So I got, I got a kingdom right there that I can preach to and pray for. If I don't ever preach to them, I'm pray for them. Right time, God will send the preacher. That's what he says. Pray that, you know, that they send. So be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged. Take up your fight. Take it up. Don't get in your emotions. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at what your kids are saying. Don't look at what your kids are doing. You the whole time say, I don't want my sight. I want my faith. I call those things that be not as no they are. Carrie, is it fulfilling the perfect will of God? Duh. Devil, shut up. Doug is in the divine plan of God. So get out of my way. I do that with my children. I don't listen to it. Don't listen to it. Focus. Fight that good fight. Fight that good fight of faith. I want us to do that. I don't know how else to say it. I want us to do that. If I could jump inside and make your fight come out, I'd do it. But I can't. But Jesus can. He could jump right in there and cause that fight to come out. Yes, he can, and yes, he will. So I'm not going to tarry this morning. I just had to get that out. I just had to share that this morning and pray that don't be surprised at what comes and is laid at your footsteps. Don't be surprised what God lays and brings to your door. Don't be afraid of it. Walk it out. Every one of us, we got to walk it out. Amen. Oh, I love him this morning. And I feel such a stir in his, of his spirit today. Hallelujah. I just want to reach to him for just a minute or two and let's get that mind of his spirit. I feel like that was really all he had me to exhort on right now. So let's just get the mind of his spirit and see what he wants to do next. God, hallelujah. Lord, is what further preparation do you have for us today? God, I praise you. Lord, God, I'm going to take a step of faith right here, right now. Lord, we all got our eyes closed. So I'm going to ask this congregation, I'm going to ask y'all if you've got loved ones, and you got family members that you know God needs to change their life. Just slip your hand up. We all got our eyes closed. And let's all join together right now. We're going to pray one for another and our families. God, right now, Lord, we come together in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bind ourselves together in your spirit, Lord. And we call your name and your blessing, God, to come upon our families. God, you go through each one of our families. God, through the elders. God, through Sister 
Susie, God, through Sister Pat, Brother Philip, Sister Kathy, Brother Justin, God, us, Lord, that you go through each one of our families, God, each one of our families, God, we can, right now, Lord, I know we can each one see faces coming up before us that we know need the hand of God. Lord, I call these children home. Lord, I call them home to you right now, God, not in emotion, God, but by the power of your spirit. I tell you, devil, you're not taking them to hell. And you're not having your will in their lives, but the will of God's going to be done in their lives. God, you set our homes in your order right now. You showed me that in that dream. God, each home that's represented here today, God, you set it in your divine order. You set it in your divine order. God, we submit ourselves to you. You said if we submit ourselves to you and resist the devil, he would flee. Lord, and we submit ourselves to you and we resist those old evil forces that try to work in our homes. And he's got to flee. God, you let the peace of God start operating in our homes. You bind our tongues. God, if our tongues incite anything, if our tongue is any way part of the problem, God, you bind it by your spirit and you let us walk by your spirit. You let us walk according to your instruction. God, you let us be governed by your spirit. God, this is a spiritual warfare. It's nothing we can do in the natural. God, you order our steps in our home. You change us first. Above all things, you change us first and then you let that change go out through our homes God you let that change go out through our homes God let the peace of God govern our homes it's time Lord let the peace of God govern our homes you are a liar Satan I bind the forces of evil in these homes God I bind it I rebuke it and I say it's got to go. Lord, you let there be a change. From this day forward, God, I want to see a change. I want to hear about change. God, I know that there's going to be change in these homes. God, I believe it, God. I believe it because this is my church family, God, and I fight for them. And I fight with them today. God, I stand shoulder to shoulder with them, God, and I stand against the forces of evil that have come against our homes. God, we declare that we are taking our homes back. God, we declare that we are taking our homes back for your kingdom. God, we declare it today, November 27th, 2016, we are taking our homes back. Lord, And as we begin to take our homes back, we're going to be able to take our church back. And when we take our church back, we're going to be able to take our community back. God, you make us a light, you make us a witness, and you make us a testimony for you and for your kingdom. God, I thank you for it. God, I thank you for it, and I praise you for it. I praise you for it. God, I give you that praise. God, because I have expectation. I have expectation. Do you have expectation of that prayer? Or did, did I just strain my voice and get a cotton mouth no have expectation put effort into it put effort into your own home we take our homes back we get our church back we get our church back we get our community back we get our community back it goes and it spreads we got to get it at home does that make sense I feel a strength of his spirit today. Maybe my bulldozer just got cranked up this morning and I just needed to drive it for a little while. I don't know. <laughs> but I sure feel it. And when God gives me fight, I want to share it. 
because I can't stand to see the body of Christ down. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and stand today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know pastor's going to come here in just a minute, so I just want to, he may have a song he wants. I don't know. Let's just reach for a moment or two. Hallelujah. And pray God further condition our hearts to receive this word. Oh, hallelujah. Can you thank him? Can you thank him? Can you thank him? Can you thank him? Oh, hallelujah. God, I thank you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, I praise you. Praise you, God. Let this fight work in our spirits. God, let this fight. God, whoever's listening. God, whoever's listening and watching. And I know some watch it later in the day, God, but when they listen, God, you let this thing penetrate their spirits. God, let it penetrate their spirits and let it penetrate their hearts. God, let them find that new resolve, God, and a new fight and a new determination. God, give us that vision to fight for your kingdom. God, I thank you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and give a hand clap and let's receive our pastor today thank you lord i appreciate the lord today y'all go ahead and be seated are you glad to be in the house of the lord there is something moving in prayer if god's people will take hold of it there's something moving in prayer are y'all with me and when god moves if you take hold of what God's doing, the enemy don't have a chance. The enemy don't have a chance. But you've got to move with what God's doing. Amen? I said you've got to move with what God's doing. And I'm going to tell you, ever since last week, my spirit has been so stirred up about prayer. Because I've always been a person of prayer. But, God is changing my direction and showing me better how to pray and how to target situations because I'm tired of praying about things and nothing happening. Then one of you in here hadn't spent time in prayer, some of it years, and nothing's happened. And it's frustrating. It's vexing, it's aggravating, and it makes you want to say, what's the use? Anybody ever reach there in prayer? Oh, come on now. But if we'll listen to the way God's instructing us, we won't do this anymore. I got 45 years experience walking with God, and God's beginning to change me. In the way I pray. And some of us do things so long, we ain't going to let God change us. How many of you have ever done something? Say, well, I've just done it this way so long. <laughs> it's hard to change. But I'm telling you, we can become effectual in prayer. Can we not? What did God say about Elijah? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man doth what? Availeth much. 
He said that prayer is effectual. We need a prayer that's going to be effectual. Going to get something done. And God puts this in my spirit this morning. And I'm going to tell you all, anybody ever been in a place you didn't get enough sleep, you get just a little grouchy, a little grumpy? Well, I'm just a little bit spiritual grumpy this morning because I laid down about a little after 11, I guess. It might have been a little earlier than that. And I was back up at 3.30. So y'all better watch out. My spiritual man's a little grouchy this morning. Because I got back up and got studying and praying. And God has fired my spirit up. And I'm ready to see something happen. I'm ready to see things change. And I got here this morning. And I was praying all the way up here. And I texted about a half a dozen preachers. When I got here this morning, I said, I've been praying for y'all all morning. And I said, the Spirit of God is going to move in a profound way in your services today. And some of them texted me back, said, I'm expecting it. And another one texted me back, he said, God's put in my spirit to get people back to prayer. I turned around and texted him the scripture God gave me. I said, that's where I'm at. It's time for people to go back to prayer. But it ain't just time to throw something at God. It's time to target the enemy. And know what you're doing. Know what you're asking for. And get to the place you're expecting an answer. If you ain't expecting an answer, don't pray. It's that simple. Don't pray. I've told people over the years. I said, if you ain't expecting God to move, don't waste my time and God's time. Because if I start praying, I said, something going to happen. He said, boy, you sure yourself, ain't you? I'm sure the God that lives in here. <laughs> I'm sure the God that lives in here. Anybody sure of the God that lives in here? You've got to believe what's in here. You've got to believe what's in here. And see, I know that 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 the ministry of the Son of Man is at the door. I know that face being revealed. I know that power's being revealed. I know that authority that dwelt in Jesus when he walked this earth. I know it's being revealed. It's being revealed right here. It's being revealed right here. This is not by power. This is not by might. But this is by my spirit, saith God. This is what God put in my spirit this morning as I was coming up the road. This is out of Joel 3 in the third chapter in the ninth verse he said proclaim ye this among the Gentiles prepare war and wake up the mighty men <laughs> let all the men of war draw near and let them come up but where's ye men of war Where's people prepared for battle? Are you prepared for the battle you're in right now? No, you're not. God's been trying to prepare us for battle. Been trying to get us ready. Because you don't know what's going to face you on the next horizon. Next time you close your eyes... In time you open your eyes, you don't know what kind of battle 
tribulation, persecution, circumstances. You don't know what's going to be facing you. It's time to be prepared. It's time to prepare war. It's time to prepare war. Amen. I'm going to prepare people for battle. I don't care what other preachers do. I can't testify and I, I can't bear witness what other preachers do. But I'm telling you something. I got some people I'm training. I got some people I'm training. I'm putting together CDs and notes for about 20-something preachers. And I'm going to start sending them out. And I'm going to teach them how to fight. I'm going to teach them how to prepare war. Y'all hear me? I think they ought to institute the drought back in this country. I do. One reason, it'll get some of these rebellious kids off the street and put them in military discipline and make something out of them. And it'll also make this nation ready for war. When you got to start trying to pull things together after the enemies attacked you, <laughs> you already way down the ladder. If God don't have mercy on you, you'll get whipped. Our country almost got whipped in World War II. Did you know from the time we got attacked at Pearl Harbor to well in the 1943, going into 1944, every time we turned around was losing battles, especially on the sea. We was losing battles coming and going. People talk about a few thousand getting killed in some of these, I think, in the Iraq War, whatever it was, three or 4,000 got killed. You know how many people laid their life down just on Normandy Beach on D-Day on June 6, 1944, I believe it was? Forty or 50,000. Died on one beach. That's the reason the cost of freedom in this nation is so high. People don't know about it. This generation has been hid from them. The victories that our forefathers in the faith have paid for where God wants to take us, the cost has been high. The cost has been high. You look what Paul and Peter and them holy apostles done when this faith was once delivered to the saints. They paid their all. They hazarded their lives. They gave everything they had for us to be where we're at in the faith. And now people ain't got faith to heal a sick fly. It's a shame the price that's been paid and the way the Spirit of God moved in the book of Acts for us to have what we have now. And to confess what we confess and produce nothing. It's time to fight. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to possess the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I'm ready to take hold of what God has got for us. And I, for one, am going to fight for it. You may roll over and play dead. You may back up. But I'm going to tell you something. God spoke to me early this morning. And he said, I'm putting my people in a place of maturity. God fixing to grow you up. Amen? God fixing to grow you up. And he's going to grow you up in, in the battle. You fixing to learn how to fight.
I'm telling you, we fix to learn how to fight. And the thing about it is, see, when I keep the word, because you don't fight unless you got the word. You got to be living by the word. You got to be keeping the word. You got to be walking in righteousness, or that ain't gonna work. Don't work. Is anybody with me? Do, do we need to have good church and then me come out and preach? Is anybody with me today? I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight. I listened to your message on the way up here this morning, Sister Susie, where you preach for Sister Angela. Good word. Real good word. But I'm ready to see God's people come out of these battles. Get something inside of them where we can start delivering this generation. God didn't call us to sit on a church bench. God didn't call us to keep fighting all these battles in our flesh and in our mind. God called us and chose us to put on the Christ and to go forward with something. Amen. It's going to deliver this generation. And it's time to quit fighting the way we've been fighting. Y'all may not be happy with me the time I get through preaching today, but it's, it's time to learn to fight. You ain't going to fight in emotion. <laughs> Go ahead and get in your emotions. <laughs> Tell the devil what you're going to do to him. <laughs> the devil's going to stand there and laugh at you. Go ahead and get angry and start screaming at God. You're going to be what I was talking about last week. You're going to be like that truck sitting on top of the ground spinning your wheels. You ain't going nowhere. You don't fight in emotion. You don't fight out of fear. You don't fight out of anger. You don't fight out of bitterness. You don't fight out of upsetness. Whatever you're praying, you got to have a foundation of the Word underneath your feet. And you got to be keeping the Word for it to work. Because when you keep the Word and you fight in righteousness... All power in heaven and earth is at your disposal. It's at your disposal. Man, ain't y'all ever read about these battles in the Old Testament where they was out there fighting and all of a sudden the Spirit of God thundered and the angel come down and killed 20 or 30,000? That's fighting in righteousness. That's having the hand of God fight for you. I ain't in this to fight the devil. I'm in this to stand on God's word and have God fight my battles. How many times did he say, the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. But we want to get upset. We want to get angry. We want to get bitter. We want to get all upset in emotion. And we want to scream at God and cry and pray and holler and tell the devil what we're going to do to him. Well, devil, I'll take that long line tongue of yours and I'll run under a root and I'll tie a knot in it and I'll know right where you're at when I need you next time. It won't work. It won't work. Got to have the Word. Got to have the Word. And I'm telling you, there's something moving in prayer. I saw this several years ago. But I'm going back to Genesis, the fourth chapter. And there's something inside of me right now that's beginning to call. 
on the name of the Lord. Man, I feel this thing stirring my spirit. I posted on line. Some of y'all might have seen it. I just done it in the last couple of days. I put a picture up of that family that I prayed for down at Brother Mark's. Little baby with a hole in his heart. And then that grandmama there that God straightened her spine. And I had one young lady over in Sheffield. You know, I was, I was talking about that little church over there. They called it, uh, it was Friendship Baptist Church when I went over and had that revival. And there was a lady there. She brought all these young people out that tent. And I started laying hands on them. They just started piling up like cordwood. <laughs> Spirit of God started laying them out. And they started getting baptized in the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues. And they went back and changed the name of the church to Friendship Community Church. But I posted that picture, and one of them, uh, she was a teenager then. She's probably in her mid-30s or 40s now. She sent me a message back, said, Brother Metter, that reminds me of your tent revivals. I said, let me tell you something. I said, the miracles ain't never stopped in my meetings. The deliverance ain't never stopped in my meetings. It might have been some of them. She says, oh, I know that. She said, it's just good to remember. She said, it's just good to remember how God moved under them tents and what God done. Do you know there's a generation out there to deliver? How many of y'all know there's a generation out there to deliver? And God ain't depending on the sinner. He ain't depending on the church down the road. He's depending on me and you. He's depending on me and you that believe in deliverance, that are taught in deliverance, that are taught to fight for deliverance. Let me tell you, the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. But where's the laborers? Who's laboring to get what it takes together in the harvest? You know, if you don't know how to pick a crop, you can damage the plants. You can. You don't know how to pick beans or tomatoes or whatever. You, you can damage the plant. And you can cut your harvest down. Because there's a lot of things you can pick. It'll reproduce and put on again. But if you pick it wrong, you break the plant, it won't reproduce. So you got to have laborers that are skilled. I don't want to go out here and pick something off the street that don't know how to know which end of a hose. <laughs> I mean, there's some people wouldn't know how to use a hoe if her life depended on it. They wouldn't know how to hoe cotton, corn, beans, nothing because they're not skilled. When Jesus said, pray, that the Father would, labor, would raise up laborers to send forth into the harvest, he means we need somebody skilled. We need somebody that knows what they're doing. Amen. And I'm going to holler at y'all, scream at y'all, preach to y'all, bark at your heels long enough, growl at you, snap at you, till you're going to get in or you're going to get out of God's way. Because I'm going to tell you something, we at the door of the greatest move of God since the day of Pentecost. We at the door of the greatest men. And, and you can't move people. You can't stir them. You can't get them to seek God. You can't get them to fight. You can't get them to press for nothing. I don't know what's got a hold of people. But I can tell you this. People are either going to get down to business to God or God's going to reach out there in the highways and the hedges. He's going to get them a harlot. He's going to get them a whoremonger. He's going to get them a drug addict. He's going to get him an alcoholic. And he's going to bring him right in. He's going to clean him up. He's going to fill him with the Holy Ghost. He's going to get him an old cussing fisherman like Peter. He's going to get him a tax collector like Matthew. 
Are y'all listening to me? He's going to start reaching out there and getting them because he said in his word that the harlots and publicans shall go in to the kingdom of God before some of you get it. I'm not giving up my place. I'm not giving up what God's called me to, Sister Pat. I've got an inheritance, and I'm going to possess it. I'm going to possess it because I am going to call on the name of the Lord. And God is going to give me whatever it takes because I ain't going to let up on him. Amen? I ain't going to let up on him. I'm going to be worse than that with a woman in Luke 18. I'm going to be on his heels. If any of y'all ever prayed to you, just plumb worried God to death, well, go back to it. <laughs> go back to it. You hear me? Go back to it. Target your enemy. Find out what you're fighting. Find out what you're fighting. Because you don't watch yourself. The devil have you fighting one another. The devil tell you, don't know about that church love you. Ain't nobody concerned about you. Ain't nobody got a burden for you. You know what the devil's doing? Separating you. Separating you from the flock. Separating you from the herd. Get a sheep, little sheep or a lamb off by itself. Shepherd's over here with the rest of the flock. You separate off over here. Don't take that lion or that bear, that coyote. Don't take them long to pick you off. Don't take him long to pick you off. Amen. That's why God put shepherds over the flock. How many times have y'all heard me say, I can see what you can't see. I can hear what you can't hear. I can understand what you don't know is coming. Why? That's my gift. That's my call. That's my position. I can hear things in them ears. It may be weeks, months, years down the road for you. But I can hear them. I can see with them eyes right there. What you fix in the face. Nothing looks straight at you and tell you, don't go down that road. Don't go down that road. Why? my gift that right son that's for Justin he'll tell you I told him about 2009 or 10 I said don't go down that road you belong right here in Fort Payne don't go down that road don't get away from this church don't get out among this word if I could line people up in this church and testify to you Brother Metter told me not to do this. I did it anyhow. Wished I hadn't. <laughs> Got one young lady right now trying to make her way back to God. I told her. I went to a church. Hadn't seen her in a long time. She's with a young man. I looked at her. <laughs> Started to walk out the front door. She's standing there right beside him. I looked at her. Don't marry him. Him standing right there. 
He looked at me. I said, don't you look at me like that. I said, it ain't the mind of God for her to marry you. And I told her, I said, don't marry She did. From the time she married him, he started cheating on her, committing adultery. Had one kid with him. When the kid was just a few years old, he walked off and left her. Never cared about the kid. Never, I don't think he's hardly even seen the kid. Put her in a rough road on her life. I told her, don't do it. Don't do it. Why? Hear that voice. See with these. Understand what you can't understand. Why? Because I do my best to stay in the Spirit. I do my best to walk with God. Did y'all know there's a spirit realm? If God was to take the scales off your eyes right now and show you everything around you right here in the spirit realm, show you the demons, the angels, the forces, the powers, some of y'all have a heart attack. I'm talking about what's around you right here, right now today. There is a spirit realm. There is a spirit realm. And see, when you pray, you ain't fighting against carnality. You ain't fighting against natural forces. You're fighting against principalities. You're fighting against powers. You're fighting against spiritual... You're fighting against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. God's tried to break it down and bring it down to where we'd know what we're fighting. And it was probably... It was 2014. Y'all was in the ladies' meeting. And the Lord took me out and started revealing the spirit world to me. I was praying one day, and the Lord started dealing with me about the spirit world. He showed me just what I, what I said to y'all. He said, if I took scales off people's eyes and let them see what was around them. He said, some of them would die fear. And he gave me the scripture where Elisha, his young servant, got up and went outside one morning. He come back in and he said, man of God. He said, the, the city's surrounded. He said, the Armies of the enemy, he said, they're all around the city. And said, they've come get you. Elisha looked at him and said, son, don't worry. He said, what do you mean, don't worry? He said, we're surrounded. He walked him out to the door. He said, Lord. He said, open his eyes. Let him see in the Spirit. Let him see what's here to fight for us. He took the scales off his eyes and he saw horses, a chariot, and fire. And all the hills and the mountains all around him. Do you not believe the word when it says, Them that fear the Lord, the angels of God, and kept round about them that fear his name? Do you not believe that? Do you not believe that our God is a God that controls all areas of the universe, what's in heaven, what's in earth, and what's in hell? Do you not know that the very Christ, uh, hallelujah, when God raised him from the dead, he set him far above uh, all principalities and powers uh, that be in heaven, that be in earth, and be under the earth? Do you not know our God's in control of all things, uh, and all things uh, are in his authority, in his power? uh, And when you are moved on by the 
Spirit of God. It didn't say there was coming a day. I get so tired of hearing that. It didn't say there's coming a day that at the name of Jesus. It said at the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow. Are you hearing me? When you are moved by the Holy Ghost and you speak the very name of Jesus. Every force of hell. Every force in the earth and in heaven that deals with your situation will bow its knee and wait. Since objection to you. Because what lives in here? What lives in here? That's the reason I keep telling people. Don't fill your mind full of carnality. Don't fill your mind full of carnal junk. Don't fill your mind full of natural things. Fill your mind full of things of the Spirit. Amen. Is anybody with me? My God, y'all quiet today. Hallelujah. It's time to get a fight. It's time to get a strength. Because I'm going to tell you, and I'll say it, Satan, your kingdom is coming down. Satan, your kingdom is coming down. Hallelujah. How do I know this? By what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. It was not just a resurrection. It was a reconciliation is what God told me in that vision. He said, I just didn't have a resurrection. I had a reconciliation. When I raised him from the dead, I put everything back in my divine order. I made the way back to God. I made the way that man could return. Back to the fullness of the kingdom. Back to dominion and authority. I reconciled man unto myself through Jesus Christ. I gave him the path back to me. You go ahead and live in fear and doubt and unbelief and sickness and disease and depression. I ain't going there. I ain't going there. Don't believe in it. I got a victorious Christ that lives in me. He done conquered everything. And I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Have y'all not ever read it? Paul said, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than an overcomer. Hallelujah. I'm more. I'm not just a conqueror, Brother Philip. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Are y'all hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? Man, I ain't just an Alexander the Great. I'm more than an Alexander the Great. Hallelujah. Why? He was a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Because I can look at the things that look impossible. And I can call the things that be not as though they were. I can look at impossible situations. That's just going to be what God said. It's going to be what God said. That just ain't possible, Brother Matter. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Hallelujah. Let me, let me get this scripture in, in Genesis 4 so I can move on. Man, I feel the wheel turning in the middle of the wheel. Feel the wheel turning in the middle of the wheel. 
God tried to prepare you for what you're in right now. You remember when he stirred you to study? And he stirred you to pray and he stirred you to seek God? He let the devil rob, it, rob you from it. And now you're going to have to run hard to regroup. Hallelujah. See, God knows what's ahead of us. He conditioned us for battles. He gets us ready for fights. That's the reason we got to stay on target. We got to stay on track. We got to stay on focus. Are you listening to me? You got to stay where God can deal with you, where He can talk to you, where He can order your steps by the Spirit. Oh, my God, I feel, 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 I feel something moving in my soul today. Hallelujah. Verse 25 of Genesis 4. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel whom Cain slew. And to Seth and him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Something happened. Man got so far from God, he got so evil murder. Got in Cain's heart, and then that spirit went throughout the earth. And man got evil. He got ungodly. He got unholy. He quit calling on the name of the Lord. But somewhere in there, something moved. Somewhere in there, something moved. In the spirit of God. And he said, then begin men to call upon the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, there's something happening in the earth right now. And people are fixing to start calling on the name of the Lord. Especially people that fear his name. There's too much trouble, too much chaos, too much upsetness, too much warfare, too many hurting people. It's like I told y'all a couple of weeks ago. The enemy has come in like a flood. And now that he's come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord is beginning to lift up a standard. And when God begins to lift up a standard uh, something going to move you to pray we've sat back and let the devil beat us down till we felt helpless and hopeless don't ever let the devil make you feel like you're hopeless and don't ever make him feel, get you to feel like you're helpless I can remember this is back when Kristen was little I can't it, it probably had to have been the latter 80's I don't think it was early 90's could have been I think Kristen was seven, eight, nine. I don't remember. You'll remember. But I was in the living room about one o'clock in the morning. I was sitting there praying and studying. And Kristen started crying. And she was in bed. And I said, what's the matter? She said, Daddy, my legs are hurting. And she's rubbing her legs. So I prayed for her. She settled down a little bit. She went on back to sleep. It wasn't too long. She started crying again. I couldn't get her settled down. And I, I went in there and took her in there to her mama in the bedroom. I said, you got anything you can give her, baby? She said, we don't have nothing in the house. We ain't never used nothing. <laughs> We've always just prayed and believed God. We didn't even have baby aspirin in the house. I'm serious as I can be. And she kept crying, and I kept praying, reaching out to God, and she was in bed with her mama just crying and screaming that her, you know, her legs was hurting, and you know how the devil do you. Next thing you know, you got fear running all over you, seeing your kid on crutches and braces, and got to have to take them to the emergency room, this going to happen, that's going to happen, just to 
aggravating, tormenting demon of fear. And I went on and prayed probably up to about 2 o'clock that morning, and I, I couldn't. I felt helpless. And the thing was, says Susie, I just broke a 40-day fast. Just come out of a time of seeking God when my faith was really high, and I couldn't move God. I couldn't touch God. I, yeah, it's like I couldn't God get God to hear me. And when we do that, and God don't answer, and we don't see the results with this, we start losing faith. It's time to get rid of sense knowledge. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sense knowledge is your five senses. God ain't in your five senses. I said, God ain't your five senses because we can't see him, we can't hear him, we can't feel him, we can't smell him. Y'all with me? Yes. <laughs> oh, we've all done it. Yes. Try to walk with God out of sense knowledge. Yes, no, it ain't going to work. That's the reason I tell you, don't get all emotional when something comes up. Don't get emotional and try to pray. <laughs> You ain't going to move God like that. you got to have faith. you got to have that word. you got to know what you're doing. And so finally, I just picked the phone up. I called a preacher, this friend of mine. He answered the phone. I said, was you asleep? He said, no, I was just getting ready to lay down. I started telling him what I was fighting. And he said, you're letting the devil bring you under condemnation like it's something you've done wrong. He said, you ain't done nothing wrong. He said, the enemy's just attacked. Boy, when he said that, man, something went down through me. I said, thank you, brother. <laughs> he said, you get up and go in there and you lay hands on your child and you tell the devil to get. And he said, you do it with authority. He said, you quit beating yourself up and being under condemnation because God ain't going to answer your prayer and you're under condemnation. Ooh, are we going somewhere today or what? <laughs> he said, God ain't going to answer your prayer and you're praying under condemnation. Because when you're praying under condemnation, you're praying in doubt. You're praying in unbelief. And you're trying to find God with your five senses. Just pat me right there on the back. Tell me that's good preaching. Good preaching. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ain't getting no amen out of y'all. So I figured I'd, <laughs> I figured I'd get a little amen corner myself. I said, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I got up. I went in there where that child was laying with her mama, and I laid hands on that child, and I took authority over the devil. Yes, come on. Boom, like that, the pain left. Why? I wasn't praying in condemnation. I was praying in authority. I was praying in faith. I was praying believing. I was praying expecting. I was praying knowing the God of miracles that I'd been raised up around all my life. The God that had done so many miracles under the tents and on the mission field. Are y'all with me? She went to sleep. I went put her in her bed. Went on and prayed. I don't know, three thirty, four o'clock that morning. I was just getting ready to go lay down and I heard her scream. Daddy! My legs are hurting again. Man, I come out of that chair and I gritted my teeth. 
I went in there and laid hands on that child. I said, devil, God don't do nothing halfway. I said, now, boy, you get. And I mean the name of Jesus, you get now. She started singing. Started singing and magnifying and glorifying God in a song. And her eight or nine years old just started singing glorifying God. Just Pat. She sang herself to sleep. Had no more trouble. No more trouble. We've got to have the Spirit of God get a hold of our hearts. And we've got to start believing that God is here to fight for us. That He is our advocate. Amen. What did John say in Second John 2 and 1? Little children, that means you youngs in the Lord. <laughs> I write unto you that you sin not. But if you do sin, then we have an advocate. We got a friend. We got somebody fighting for us, and that is Jesus Christ the righteous. And he's not only our advocate, but he has become the propitiation for our sins. So if we do something wrong, accidentally, it's there. His blood's there. The sacrifice is there. The price has been paid. Amen? And all we got to do is petition him, and he's going to be there. He don't want us to sin because John wrote right there, he said, I write unto you that you don't sin. But if you do, then you got something to fight with. You got somebody to fight for you. You got somebody to stand in the gap with you. Hallelujah. Quit letting the devil tear you down. Quit looking at your mountains like they can't be moved. Quit looking at them giants out there like they're too big to whip. You know the the Joshua, no, it was Moses sent the uh, spies out to spy out the land. Come back, Joshua and Caleb. <laughs> There's men Israel strap on that sword. They're ready to pick up that spear and that shield. They're, man, they're ready to go to war. I mean, they're ready to go over. said, my God, you ought to see that land over there. Do you know the Bible said they came back with grapes? That a bunch of grapes, they had to put it on a stave between their shoulders, and it nearly touched the ground, just a bunch of grapes. The grapes of Eskel. Said the land's good, flowing with milk and honey. It's a good land. Let us rise up and go over. We are well able to possess the land. And ten out of the twelve. <laughs> oh, there's giants over there. We look like grasshoppers in their sight. They got chariots of iron. They live in big walled cities. They live in a big city over there in a place called Anak. The giants of Anak, man. They, why? They can step on us and put fear and doubt and unbelief in God's people's hearts till the people lifted up their voices and wept, scared of the battle that was before them. You cannot let the enemy make you fear the battle that's before you. Amen. You can't let him fear. 
It's time to possess our house. You hear me? Quit worrying about them children, Sister Susie. Quit worrying about them children, Sister Deborah. Do exactly what my wife admonished you by the Spirit of the Lord. Get your battle plan. Get your strategy. Go after Josh. Go after Kevin. Go after your daughter. I don't know. I, I don't know what her name. Go after. Go after them. In prayer, go after them. Call their name before the Lord. Remind God. That's my seed. You told me you'd give me my seed. That's your word. When you're praying for God to save your seed, you've got Scripture. You've got a foundation. You've got the sword of the Spirit to fight with. And start praying for them. Start praying for God to pull down them hedges. Start, if God's ever ministered to them. How many of y'all, God's ever ministered to you about your calling, about your anointing? Has God ever ministered to you? I was telling somebody here the other day, they're fighting life and death situation. I said, God ever ministered to you about your calling? I said, oh, yeah. I said, you know what Paul told Timothy? He said, take the prophecies that has gone before on you and buy them war, a good warfare. Don't take no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. Don't let the devil tell you you're defeated. Hallelujah. You know, we had a, 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 a naval commander in the Revolutionary War. They nearly blowed his ship out from under him. His name was John Paul Jones. They nearly blowed his ship out from under him. The British Navy had him surrounded. I had him defeated, and they hollered over there at him. I said, are you ready to surrender? I, he looked at him. I, he took that megaphone. He hollered back over. He said, surrender. I, he said, man, let me tell you something. I, I have not yet begun to fight. I, hallelujah. And he started fighting with the whole British Navy. I, are y'all listening to me? I, Man, when the enemy uh, come against uh, Israel and Ahab was king, uh, and that that guy he, he sent words said we want you wives, and Ahab said okay, uh, said we want this and we want that, uh, and about everything he uh, he sent over, Ahab agreed to him, uh, and finally he sent over there and wanted something, uh, and Ahab said let me tell you one thing, uh, said you're boasting like somebody uh, that's been to war and you're taking your armor off, uh, and you ain't yet put it on. And went to battle. My God, are we going to put our armor on? Are we going to go to war? Are we going to fight for our seed? Are we going to fight for the kingdom? Is anybody going to help me fight for this church? It's time to fight. It's time to fight. Hallelujah. The only way you can fight is you got to look at situations you got to look at circumstance you got to call the things that be not as though they were this modern day world there I want y'all to follow what I'm saying they try to humanize the spirit of God they try to talk to God like I'd talk to you God ain't hearing you. You try to talk to God on a carnal level, <laughs> He ain't gonna hear one thing you gotta say. You know why? He said, My thoughts ain't your thoughts. And my ways ain't your ways. 
He said, as high as the heavens are from the earth. He said, that's how much different, that's how far apart my ways are from your ways. Are y'all with me? Anybody with me? So, don't start talking to God like He's your next door neighbor. Because if you're going to talk to God and you won't get through to Him, you're going to go through Jesus. You hear me? You're going to go through Jesus or you're going to pray in the Spirit and the Spirit's going to start speaking out of you. Don't do me like some people's done me when I try to counsel them. Well, Brother Miller, me and God's got an understanding. <laughs> really? Yeah, me and God had a long talk, and I told God the way it's going to be. I said, well, how about you? <laughs> I said, the devil done messed you up big. And I never did talk about tithing offering a whole lot in Fort Payne, and the Lord put me on it one day. A lady sent me word after church through somebody else. They ain't going to come talk to me. <laughs> you tell Brother Matter to quit talking about tithing. I'm going to do what I want to with my tithe. I done had a talk with God. Me and God done got this thing worked out. <laughs> they told me and I just laughed. I said, yeah. I said, boy, the devil's smart, ain't he? God said, you don't do but one thing with your tithe and that you bring them into the storehouse. You don't help the poor. You don't help United Givers Fund. You don't help the Red Cross. You don't help Salvation Army. You bring your tithe into the storehouse. <laughs> I mean, God plumb upset with me. Because she was helping different people she thought needed help. Saying, what you do with your tithe? I said, now, if there's somebody out there you want help with an offering? I said, but your tithe belongs to the storehouse. Boy, y'all got quiet. Any of y'all ever quoted the scripture, return unto me and I'll return unto you, saith God? If you return unto me, I will return unto you, saith the Lord. Do y'all know where that's at? Anybody? Malachi. Third chapter. When God said, from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. Now, if you will return unto me, I will return unto thee, saith the Lord. But wherein shall we return? And God said, Shall a man rob God? <laughs> so you don't just take, return unto me, and I'll return unto you out of context. Right there, he dealt with nothing but tithing offerings and going back to serving God. Because when they said, wherein shall we return? The Lord said, will a man rob God? He said, wherein have we robbed thee? In your tithe and your offerings, ye have robbed me even this whole nation. And now 
I've cursed you with a curse. Have y'all ever seen a nation so sick? Did you know 25% of the population in the United States is on, on some kind of nerve pill or antidepressant? 25%. 25%. You all know such Kathy. I mean hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands. Was there 300 million in the United States? Maybe a little over 300 million. So 10% would be 30 million. 20% would be 60 million. 75 million people, if I got my figures right, on antidepressants. That's a lot of folks. Yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> That's reading these drug companies, multi-billionaires. Now, they start medicating your kids when you got them in school. Y'all can believe what you want to, but the Lord told me there ain't no such thing as attention deficit disorder. Said there is a parenting disorder that hadn't put the paddle on the backside and taught them respect and taught them to mind. Hell, I'll probably get in trouble with some group. <laughs> Somebody will be coming after me. <laughs> but it's truth, anyhow. I know what God told me. He said the reason kids. They can't get them to mind. They can't get them to be still. They can't get them to pay attention. They ain't taught it at home. Exactly. And a kid's going to see what he can get away with. Exactly. Ain't that right? right. They're smart. They pick up on any kind of division between mom and daddy. They're going to work you. One against another. <laughs> They'll do it. Daddy, can I do so-and-so? I go ask you, Mama. <laughs> I did. Mama told me to come ask you. <laughs> well, go ask your Grandma. <laughs> Kids ain't stupid. They just want what they want. They don't care. God's kids ain't stupid. They just want what they want. They don't care how they get it. They'll bend the rules. It's time to quit bending the rules. It's time to go to prayer and seek God. Amen. It's time to go to prayer and seek God. I hope this is getting somewhere with y'all. And I told the Lord after I preached last Sunday, I said, God, <laughs> I guess I'm breaking my own preaching. <laughs> And I told the Lord, if somebody don't start doing something and get a hold of something and retain something and start putting something in action, I said, I ain't going to keep preaching. I won't see something happen. I won't see some results. I ain't planted all this seed and plowed all these rows and watered all this stuff and cultivated it for to die on the vine. I won't see some fruit brought forth. Amen. I'm going to Matthew 17. Hallelujah, anyhow. Yeah, Matthew 17. Just be sure I had my scripture right. I 
know God sure has been good to be talking to us. How many of y'all remember when I talked about the earthquake in New Zealand? And y'all remember that? Did you know in that same prophecy, the Lord spoke an earthquake in Japan? Spoke an earthquake in the Philippines and spoke an earthquake in the North Korea. Well, the earthquake happened in Japan first of last week, 7.3. So that's two earthquakes that God spoke back in November the 9th, 2014. You can go on the website and listen to the prophecy if you hadn't, you need to. Because I was talking about the ministry of the Son of Man coming forth, and those earthquakes were signs. They were signs. And twice... Since June 19th, I believe it was, the Lord's told me the ministry of the Son of Man is fixed up on the scene. So see, I'm excited. I got expectancies. I'm expecting God to do something out of the ordinary. I'm expecting to be on the street somewhere in a restaurant, in a grocery store, at a gas station, in the parking lot, and I'm expecting a notable miracle to happen. I'm expecting to see somebody, Sister Susie, on crutches. I'm expecting to see somebody blind or deaf or dumb or, and I'm expecting the Spirit of God to move on me. Say now. Right now. See, my faith's there. Because I'm constantly reaching for God to do something like this. Constantly expecting. And all I need is for that Spirit to move me. And when it gets me and moves me, there ain't no stopping me. Because something takes me over. It compels me. Anybody with me? Don't y'all look at me and say that's a brother matter thing. That's what says she lost and always said. And I was in Savannah years ago. She started talking about the Philippines and how God was moving over there. She said, I ain't into the miracles yet. She said, that's a brother matter thing. About 30 minutes, the Spirit of the Lord led me, and I went over and slapped hands on her, and God told her she's going to start having miracles. <laughs> and I said, now, that's the Sister Sheila thing. <laughs> what did he say? These signs shall do what? Follow them that what? Believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Right? These signs shall follow them that believe. You're going to cast out devils. Amen. Most sickness is a demon. Most afflictions are a demon. These people got this Down syndrome, it's a demon. Dementia, Alzheimer's, it's a demon. Targeted. 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 Arthritis is a demon. I've cast too many of them out. And I was talking to my son the other day, it's several months back, and I said, now, I'm going to give you some good advice. I said, you ever start praying for the sick? I said, you bind them things, send them back to the pit. I said, because if you don't, they'll follow you home and torment you. I've been on the mission field and prayed for thousands of people and have to wrestle spirits all night because I didn't tell them to go back to where they come from. Spirit comes out, he's loosening the earth. He's loosening the earth. He's walking about, trying to find something to inhabit. Are y'all with me? Is that what the word says? He said when he can't find nothing, 
you walk through them dry places of the earth. He said, tell you what we're going to do, boys. We're going to go back where we come from see if there's anything in there. And if there ain't, so we're going back. So you've got to know your word. You've got to be equipped. You can't fight without the word. You can't fight your enemy till you recognize him. Amen. I hope I'm helping y'all today. Because God is definitely changing something in me. I am so ready to see the devil bound and gagged. <laughs> Stop that lying tongue, Paul said. Stop their lying tongues. Tell the devil to Y'all pardon my straightforwardness, but I tell the devil all the time, go back to hell where you come from. I ain't got time for you. Y'all may not have that boldness yet. But I do. I said, Just go back to hell where you come from. This ain't your house. This ain't your house. Do you know the devils don't even want to go to hell? They don't. That legion that was in that man bartered with Jesus. He said, don't send us back to hell. He said, there are about 2,000 pigs over there. He said, we'd rather go over and live in them pigs than we had to go back to hell. <laughs> pigs had more sense than most folks. Them demons come out of there and Jesus said, all right, go. That's where you want to go, go. They come out of that man went in them pigs and them pigs run off the cliff and into the water and killed herself and drowned because they didn't want them demons in them. Some people would take demons and entertain them. And pigs had more sense than a lot of people. They didn't want them demons in them. So they run down that cliff and in that water and drown themselves. And then there they were, loose in the earth again. Don't you love the Lord? Man, I don't know about y'all, but I'm having a good time. Because I know if y'all will take what I'm teaching. You take last week, you take this week, you take where God's taking us in prayer, and we start targeting the enemy. We start centering in on what we want God to do. What we want God to do in this church. We start fighting for this church. This is your church. Fight for it. Fight for it. Start centering in on what you want God to do here. Because I know what God's going to do here. And I know what God's going to do by my prayers here. But see, I don't need to carry this battle alone. I had a vision in Fort Payne right after I first got there. And I was on this real steep hill. And y'all remember the old western wagons? Well, this one didn't have the cover on it. It was open. And I was behind it, Sister Pat, and I was pushing it with everything I had. And there was actually some people in it riding. They wouldn't help me push. And I was pushing. And there was only one or two people helping me push. The road was lined with people on each side, says Susie. I recognized their faces. And I looked at them and I said, you going to help me push? They said, no. We're going to see if you can do it. We're going to see if you can get it over the top. <laughs> I got it to the top. It started down the other side. I got on the ride. There were some people come running. And Jesus stepped down, put up his hand and said, Not so. 
He said, you didn't labor for it. You'll not partake of it. You want what God's got for you, you gotta, you gotta labor for it. You gotta labor for it. Some of them people ain't serving God anymore. Some of them done gone on to be with the Lord, I hope. But you ain't gonna be a part of this kingdom. You don't fight for it, you don't put your hand to the plow. You don't put some labor in this. You ain't possessing this. Jesus said in Luke 16, 16, said the kingdom of heaven is revealed and every man presses his way into it. You ain't gonna press for this, you ain't getting this. I don't care how many tongues you talk in. I don't care how many devils you cast out. I don't care how long you've been serving God. This kingdom comes by force. It comes by force. You got to take it. You got to war for it. And your war is in prayer. You pull down strongholds in prayer. You cast down imaginations in prayer. You pull down every disobedient, rebellious spirit in prayer. You pull it down in prayer. Y'all hear me? You pull it down in prayer. You fight. You learn to fight. You learn to wrestle. You learn to war. My God, somebody declare war. <laughs> Prepare war! And then get in the fight. Hallelujah. I'm in Matthew 17. Verse 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why cannot we cast him out? Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Y'all see that scripture? And nothing shall what? Nothing shall what? Under who? You. you. Under you. Nothing shall be impossible. If you have faith. As. Not the size of. How many people quote that scripture? Well, if you just have faith, the size of a grain of mustard seed. That ain't what it says. I was preaching in Tennessee one night. And I said, if you have faith, as. Not the size of. I said, if you can find a scripture in your Bible that says have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, I said, I'll eat the page out of your Bible. There's a man on the front row. He said, it's in there. I know it is. I said, find it. He said, there for 20 minutes. Tried to find that scripture. If you have faith the size. No, I ain't what it says. It says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Smallest Seed there is. You can lay out gang of them. Yeah, I mean, you can't hardly see a grain of mustard seed. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen mustard seed or not. Very small. Can't hardly see them with your eye. But once that seed's planted, once it's watered, once it's fertilized, once it's cultivated, once it grows, it grows a big tree. Big enough for the birds of the air to lodge in its branches. That's why Jesus said, if you have faith, ask. A grain of mustard seed. You get it planted. It comes up. Cultivate it. You water it. You fertilize it. It grows. It becomes strong. It matures. It puts on branches. It gets big. They say there's some mustard seed trees over in the Holy Land over it gets 17 to 20 foot tall. Out of one little bitty tiny seed you can't see. So how's your faith? 
Is your faith as a grain of mustard seed or is it the size of a grain of mustard seed? Because <laughs> if it's the size of a grain of mustard seed, you ain't got much faith. <laughs> but if it's as and it's matured, amen. Are y'all with me? I ain't preaching this to have something to do. I want this to get in your spirit. Says Deborah, I don't want it to be spring. So I see Josh come through them doors willing to serve God. Matter of fact, I'd like to see it by the first of the year. It'll happen if you'll target. And kids come to church with you, Sister Susie. Target them. Take what God's revealed the last couple of weeks. Target them. Focus in on them. Get them crosshairs on them. And every time they move wrong, go, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Say, take that devil. Target him. You got to target the devil. But you got to do it by the word. And you got to live by the word while you pray in the word. You think God's going to honor your prayer and you pray in the word and you're not living by the word? They got a word for that. You might know what word that is. Hypocrite. Oh, did I say that out loud? Did, didn't I? Hypocrite. Hallelujah. Y'all give me 20 minutes and I won't take over 45. Romans 4. And I'm fixing to close. And I feel like this word's necessary. Was it Brother Michael that was here and he said, I'm not going to tell y'all I'm going to close? <laughs> I think it was. He said, I ain't going to tell y'all I'm fixing to close. He said, because if I do, he said, I'll be here another hour or something like that. You know, I always thought I had a lot to say, but I believe Brother Michael's about to beat me. See, they used to call me long-winded. Fort Payne, I ain't long-winded. I just had a lot to say, but Brother Michael's got more to say than I do most of the time because <laughs> most of his services are just the preaching parts two hours. <laughs> That's all right. I'm glad God's doing what he's doing in him because God has definitely revealed his king to many. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Have you ever looked at a situation and it was impossible for God to do it, but by faith you spoke it and you called the things that be not as though they were? Did y'all know that God preached the gospel to Abraham? Do y'all realize that? God preached the gospel to Abraham. That's how he got faith. That's how Abraham got faith. And it was imputed unto him for, uh, for righteousness sake. God preached the gospel to Abraham. It's in the Word. I remember I was in Fort Payne one night and I was at Mom and Daddy's and I was 
was asleep. I started waking up and I had my Bible going because I always put my Bible on. And it said, And God preached the gospel unto Abraham. And I sat right up in the middle of the floor, stood right up, and I said, Do what? And I went back and listened to it. And it said, And God preached the gospel unto Abraham. I said, no wonder he could have faith. There wasn't a word for Abraham to believe. Where does faith come from? Does anybody know? Faith comes by hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by what? For him to have faith, he had to have the word. So God had to preach the word to him. So, start calling the things that be not as though they were. And believe that what God has promised. Abraham was fully persuaded. God told him he was 75 years old, he's going to have a son. Time he got in the 100, it still ain't happened. <laughs> God visited him. So about this time next year is the time appointed. Sarah's going to conceive. Sarah sat behind the tent door and she just started laughing. Here I am, 90 years old. Hadn't had a relationship with Abraham probably in 20 years. My womb's dead. He's impotent. And now you're telling me I'm fixing to have a child. She just started laughing. <laughs> kind of aggravated the Lord. He said, why did Sarah thy wife laugh? She stuck her head out the tent door and said, I didn't laugh. God said, no, but I did laugh. <laughs> See, God knows what you say. God knows what you think. God knows what you do. Do what's this, Gad? We don't think God knows our thoughts. You know, when Jeremiah was in the dungeon, he sent word to people outside the walls. He said, I heard what you said over the wall when I was in the dungeon. People don't believe I can read their thoughts, Sister Pat. People don't believe I can hear them criticizing me. People don't believe I can know when they're undermining when they're saying things ain't right. God wants me to know something. He'll tell me. You can rest sure to that. He'll tell me. And when God tells me, you can deny it all you want to. I know. That I know, that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know. I said that one night in Fort Payne, Sister Gail was sitting there and I was talking about, I know what you're thinking. She thought something in her heart. Walked down the aisle, come back up, and I looked at her, made reference to what she just thought. She turned red and put her face down in her hands. I said, God does talk to me, doesn't he? She 
raised her head up and said, oh, yes, he does. <laughs> but be careful what you say. But be careful what you think. Am I a man? Oh, yeah. I've got human frailties. And don't go talk to my wife. My frailties ain't none of your business. <laughs> but I'm a servant of the Lord. Yes. And God will fight for me. God will fight for me. Y'all hear me? He will fight for me. If you want to lie on somebody, go pick out a sinner. If you want to find fault with somebody, go pick out somebody else. Leave my faults alone. Because God will fight for me. And you don't want God to become your enemy. Y'all know right after... God told Joshua, and Joshua made the statement, it's for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You go on down a few verses, and Joshua said, y'all can't serve God. Y'all can't serve God. He said, this God that you serve, if you turn away from him, after he's blessed you, and you turn to doing wrong, he said, God will hurt you. People today don't believe God will hurt them. God will hurt you. Amen. Hallelujah. Going on down to verse 18. I, I am wrapping up. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. See, Abraham's body, he was impotent. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Savior's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God or what he had promised, he was able also to perform. No matter how impossible it seems. Savior's womb was dead, Abraham's body was dead, but she still conceived Isaac and brought him forth. I believe Samuel, Samson's mom and daddy were barren. Zachariah and Elizabeth were old and well stricken in years and barren, but they brought forth John the Baptist. See, God always does what's impossible with man to show himself to be God. Do you know right now the Lord's hand is strong toward his people? You can write this scripture down. I'm not going to turn to it. I'll just, Isaiah 55, and I believe it's verse 8. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call ye upon him while he is near. God ain't always near, Sister Pat. But we're in a cycle right now. God has come nigh to man. He's come nigh to man. And if man will call on him right now, he'll find him. You want to find God? Call on him right now. Seek him right now. Seek him right now. And you'll find him. Because it's the time for God to reveal himself. That's the reason I know we're going into a great visitation. Amen. Something's already started. Something's already started. The way I prayed for that woman's spine down there at Brother Mark's, and I mean, it wasn't 60 seconds, was it, Brother Justin? That woman bent over, Sister Kathy. And that nurse run her hand up that spine and she said, it goes like this. 
She stood up, raised her hands. I laid my hands on her. Spoke that thing in the name of Jesus. Told her to bend back over, and that nurse took that hand, went right up that spine. She said, ain't a dip in it nowhere. That's God. That's God. Dried up that hole in that baby's heart. Grew little Mark's sister. Foot out. Two and a half at least. Inches short. Grew it out in a heartbeat. That's the God I serve. But if God never worked another miracle, I'd believe Him. I'd believe Him. I'd serve Him. Why? Price He's paid for us to deliver us from hell. I'd serve Him. The miracle's just the benefits. That's just the side dishes. Amen. I appreciate the Lord today. I hope this has helped you. Because there's something moving in my faith. There's something moving in prayer. There's something moving in the working of the Spirit of God. But it's time for God's people to get their house in order. Go to prayer. Let's fight for this. Did y'all know a sinner could walk in off the street, be bound, be sick, be diseased, and I could pray for a sinner and God heal him in a heartbeat? Because they don't know no different. We know different. We ain't living according to God's Word. We ain't walking upright with God. You come up here for me to pray for you. Just stop and ask yourself, why should God? Why should He? Why should He? I remember I was listening to one of Jack Coe's tapes on faith one night. Jack Coe was, he had about eight or ten people out there, maybe more, laying on crutches, wheelchairs, whatever. He went by this one lady. She was on crutches, had a big old cast on. He said, God heals you tonight. What you going to do? She said, I'm going to go out to the bar drinking, dancing, and pitch the biggest party. Jacko looked at her, and he said, not on my prayers, you ain't. Just went right on by her. She ain't going to do it on my faith. You ain't going to do it on my prayers. I mean, people just said it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Let's do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. How many of you appreciate this word today? Did he give you some ammunition? No, yes, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Then let's... When I get on my knees to pray here tomorrow night, I'd like to see the whole church here. Because it's time to fight for this church. If we want it, it's time to fight for it. Amen. Time to fight for it. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this word. God, I know that something's happening. I feel it moving in me, Lord. God, I feel that faith moving in me that I can call things that be not as though they were. Lord, I can look at this church and see it full. God, I can see the souls that you're gathering in. God, I can see the young men, the young women. God, I can see those that you've conditioned and prepared. God, to be teachers, to be ministers of the gospel, Lord. Taking these young people and schooling them and training them to go out here and win the world for Jesus. I can see it, Lord. God, you told me in 2006 
Lord, that the Fort Payne Church was going to be an international church. Lord, you can just make this an international church too. God, somebody had a dream right about the time. God, just before I started Fort Payne, they said, Brother Metter, I see you at a church. And I see you got several acres of land. I see you, I see you building dormitories for people to come and stay and learn the Word and learn to pray and learn to seek the face of God. And I felt the witness of it. I believe you, Father. I believe that you're putting something in us. God, that we ain't going to back down. We ain't going to feel helpless and we ain't going to feel hopeless any longer. But we're going to fight the good fight of faith. And we're going to lay hold on eternal life. In your righteous, holy name, Jesus, you order our steps, you direct our paths, and you lead us in a plain path. And cause it, God, you cause us to stand for your truths and stand for your word. God, you put it in your people to quit backing down, but you cause them to stand for righteousness and declare the name of Jesus for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I'm tired of backing down. Amen. I am. I'm tired of backing down. I don't like confrontation. But if the devil starts it, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> Amen. How many of you love the Lord today? I've enjoyed this. You take this in the last week, and we got two powerful, good messages on prayer. Amen. And get that prophecy from back in 2014. And because on that prophecy, or where I was teaching, I said, we wasn't even in the LJ. We just going to sit out on Friday night. I said, you watch what God does in LJ. You just watch what God does in LJ. I spoke that. I said, you just watch what God does in LJ. Let me tell you something. The opposition to this word, God's fixing to deal with it. Y'all hear me? See, people, I'm telling y'all, people don't believe God will hurt them. They don't believe God will hurt them. You hear me? Don't fight the truth. God will hurt you. God will hurt you. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord today. And I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's doing. Hallelujah. I want to wish Sister Kathy and Brother Philip a happy birthday. Day's a birthday. See y'all. seen somebody I don't know if I sent that you or not Sister Kathy but somebody posted oh I know there's a preacher over in Mississippi he posted his son was eight years old same day as my birthday and I said tell your son I said happy birthday and tell him shares his birthday with a great man <laughs> and then I just put laugh out, laugh out loud and then somebody else I seen their birthday it was either the day before or the day after mine, and I wished them a happy birthday. And I said, good people born this time of year. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't you love him? It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Please, honor the Lord in your tithe and your giving. I still, I, 
I left our mission jar up the trailer for some reason. I just can't. My better half has been out for three weeks, and she's one that always reminds me of these things, so she'll probably have to put it in the car and tape a note on it and say, now take it to the church. I say, all right. Or 64. God's good to me. God's been good. I'm telling you, God's been good to me. And if this diabetes hadn't hit me, but you talking about something slowed me way down. It slowed me way down. Because I used to go 14, 16 hours a day wide open. And it slowed me way down. But God's still good to me. Amen. Do we love him? Stand on your feet and honor the Lord with your tithe, your offering, your $501 bills, whatever you got. Come on, bring them to the Lord. And I pray all y'all had a good Thanksgiving. Enjoyed time with your family because I did with mine. God bless you. I love you. And I don't want to hear one whimper about God not doing what you ask him to do him in prayer. Because I'll be critiquing your prayer life if you do. I'm saying, how you praying? Got a strategy? Got a plan? Got your enemy picked out? Know who you're fighting, what you're fighting, what you're doing? Can't fight if you don't know who you're fighting. Amen. Hallelujah. Now there's four or five pages back there. That may be what you're missing. But they're laying right there on that speaker inside the door. It's like pages four, five, and six from another. So I don't know if you're short or whether it just printed those up. or. But if you need to, you can give somebody mine. Is that one short? Okay, whatever. They're laying right there on that black speaker right inside the door. I think it's like pages three, four, five, and six or something like that. So, y'all know I just got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Amen. Says Kathy, I really enjoyed that song you sang when you went down there. I really did. Of course, that's one of my favorite anyway. So. You've done a good job, but you can just prepare to be, just be sure you got it ready to sing if I call on you, because I believe his word. Amen. There was. I could feel it on the tape. You got it with you? You got it where you can sing it? All right, well, you can just come dismiss, and then you can sing it. Sister Pat wants to hear you sing it. All right, y'all stretch your hands this way, and I'll pray over it all, and then we'll turn it to Sister Kathy. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this word. Thank you for the people. God, bind this people's hearts together in a unity. Give us that fight. Give us that strength. Knit our hearts together in your love. And God, bring us... God into an army. God skilled, strong, set in battle array, ready to take the land.
We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all put your hands together and give the Lord a good clap off. Come on, Sister Kathy. Praise the Lord. Give us some volume. A hand of fear gripped the crowd that day at Jairus' home. When the doctor shook his head and said, she's gone. You could feel the mother's heart break. You could hear them cry and moan. Their little girl was only 12 years old. Somewhere in the distance, outlined against the sun, there came a man on a mission from the throne. Well, they said, look, somebody's coming. But what they did not know, it was the promise coming down that dusty road. There's a promise coming down that dusty road. From his holy hands, a healing virtue flows. He's got the keys to what you need. Death and hell he will defeat. There's a promise coming down that dusty road. Hallelujah. Wonder turned to mocking when Jesus did speak. Cause they then he turned to the unbelievers and he told them all, Go home. He said, Just leave me and death alone. Oh, come on. Then he laid his hands upon the child and he looked death right in the eye. He said, all power in heaven and earth, it belongs. Voice that sounds like thunder. Promise coming down that dusty road. 